Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about the Biogas Digester because last night was our first meal we were able to cook on Biogas. Yes, last night was our first night cooking on it and it went well. Um, worked perfect, just like a gas stove would work. It's just working on Biogas. Um, so I did not convert my current gas stove. It's still, it's still um, you know, for propane. But I do have the biogas stoves. I had a biogas, a couple biogas stoves from before when I was um, in biogas. And then when I purchased a new system, it also came with its own stove as well. Um, so all I did was put the biogas stove on top of my existing stove. And I um, basically just plugged in the gas line to it, turned on the valve, bled out the oxygen, and it was good to go. Um, so yeah, we cooked um, Sloppy Joe's last night. So we put some beef... Um, hamburger in there, um, you know, cooked it all up. Um, yeah, so we made our first meal on biogas, guys. Yes, um, we didn't we didn't even use all the gas in the bag. The bag was not all the way full. It was not even halfway full yet. It was you know taking its time um, filling up. Um, but when we were done cooking, um, you could tell the bag came down a little bit, but not a whole lot. So there's still a ton of gas in there. We could probably easily if. Here's an example. If there was no more gas production at all, we could probably cook for maybe three, maybe four more nights at least, um, you know, cooking dinner and stuff. Because like I said, the bag was, wasn't even close to being halfway full. It was more like quarter full. Yeah, about quarter full. And so, yeah, it was nice to be able to um, cook on it last night for the first time. Now, here's the thing about biogas compared to pro propane. The flame during the day is almost invisible on biogas. Like you, it's like invisible. The only time you can see the flame is when it's, you know, darker or nighttime, then you can see the really nice blue flame. And so um, that's another thing I want to point out. The color of the flame also gives you a very good indicator of um, how well the, the gas is, like how, how much quality the biogas is. And so if you have a, if you have like more of an orange flame um, or like blue with orange in it or blue with yellow in it, um, that means it's, it's not 100% pure um, methane, biogas. Uh, it means that there's um, maybe some um, other types of um, gases that are still in the system. So maybe some CO2, maybe some oxygen, or maybe some... Um, um, H2 in it or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so that kind of gives you an idea if you do see a orange or yellow flame in your biogas, you know, flame itself when you're cooking. And it tells you that the gas is not cleaned up all the way yet. And sometimes when you first start up a biogas digester, sometimes you have to fill up your, your, your gas bag one time or even just let it fill up a little bit and drain it, you know, and then um, let it fill up again. And then you'll have, you know, all clean gas. Um, to go forward, but I didn't have that problem. Um, when I turned it on, it was just nice and blue. No orange, no yellow, no nothing. Really nice and clean burning. In fact, because it, like I said, it's invisible pretty much during the day when there's sunlight out, I went to go and light it, and I'm like, oh, no, it's it's not even lighting. And I put my hand over it, and I'm like, whoa, it's on. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you've got to be careful. Um, but at nighttime, it's obviously beautiful to watch. It's a really nice blue flame. Really, really nice. Um, so, yeah. Uh, first meal on it. 
Um, I had my family over and we got to try it out and um, use it and everything and yeah, works works pretty good. So if you are in a situation where you know you rely on gas appliances like a gas stove, gas heater, gas whatever, um, you know biogas is a very um, um, how would I say this very good option besides using like propane or natural gas because propane and natural gas you have to pay for right it's being manufactured or being pumped or whatever it is and then you're buying that right well with biogas you're not buying any of the gas you're you're putting the, a little bit of money up to build your biogas digester but once you build it it's done you don't have to mess with it anymore and basically you're just throwing your your um, food scraps from your dinner from your breakfast whatever all your scrap food you just throw it in there and you're able to convert that into a usable gas so if you are on gas appliances and you like cooking with gas and you really like gas stuff biogas may be a, a resource for you to get away from paying for propane or natural gas you know um that's it's a really good option like really really good um yeah um <laughs> it was funny because we were cooking and um you know when i first turned it on i couldn't see the flame and they're like oh no is there not enough gas like the, the question i got was is there not is there is there no gas or do is there not enough gas and and i'm like no 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 it should be on i put my hand over and I'm like whoa yeah it's on it's on it's on <laughs> i said you just can't see it because it burns so clean right the methane gas burns so clean that it's extremely hard to see the gas ignited and running and burning during the day but at night you can obviously see it it's a really nice blue flame so i'm excited guys because all that work paid off um like tonight we're gonna make dinner on the biogas stove again and then the following night again cook again and so um yeah it's something to um, consider for sure um if i if i was a cook because i know a lot of cooks out there like to use um you know, propane or natural gas, like a flame to cook on. Um, this is a good option, you know. Um, yeah, and obviously this, the size of a biogas digester. And that will determine the amount of production that you could um, potentially get out of the um, biogas unit itself. So obviously the bigger it is, um, the more gas you can produce, you know. Um, and also it goes hand in hand with being able to keep it warm. So if you live in a freezing environment, you know, where it snows and it actually, you know, gets below freezing and stuff like that, unless you have your biogas digester in an enclosed environment where it cannot freeze and you can maintain it, then, then yeah, you're, you're going to be okay. But if you're going to let your biogas digester sit outside and you have below freezing temperatures, you know, points through the year, then that's something you have to think about. So, yeah, um, it works. <laughs> There's nothing much I can say about it, you know. Um, keep your biogas as warm as possible. If it's going to be a freezing, you know, if you have below freezing temperatures, you know, that kind of stuff, it's going to be a little bit harder for you to maintain the heat for a biogas digester. But I do know some, um, some people that are like in Germany and stuff like that where it actually freezes and stuff outside. You know, they have winters and stuff. It's always cold. Um, they actually set up their biogas digesters in their basements, believe it or not, because their house, they're able to maintain the heat and keep things at a more ambient temperature 
um, you know, for those colder months that it basically keeps the bile digester warm as well. So yes, you can technically put a bile, bile gas digester indoors. So, some will say don't do it. Some people say do it, right? And it's each his own. There's no right or wrong answer. Just make sure that you do have a way to ventilate some of the um, gases, if anything, if you need to. Um, another thing is a lot of people will pump the, um, the waste, the fertilizer that comes out um, into another holding tank and they can use that for their gardens. Or some people just pump it out right into their gray water lines or right into the sewer lines, which is perfectly fine because it's all, you know, sewer stuff anyway, if, if, if you're going to go that direction. Um, so there's many ways to do it, you know, um, but if you can leave it outside and you have warm temperatures, then yeah, that's a, that's a really good option, you know. Um, because then it's outside, you don't really have to worry about it, you don't have to deal with it, um, you know, but the key is the bigger the biogas digester, the more more production you can get, but that goes hand in hand with you being able to keep the biogas digester warm, because if you, if the temperature drops low, it starts producing less gas, like right now, I'm not warming it, and so it's producing less gas, and it's nice and cold out, it's really cold outside, and it's windy, so it's cooling off the biogas digester because I have nothing protecting it from the wind, right? And so, um, you know, there's always these pros and cons, no matter what you want to do with solar or with anything else, there's always going to be pros and cons. Um, but you know, if, if you set it up in a way that's going to work, then you're going to be sitting pretty, you know, I'm actually, I'm standing over the stove right now and I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, this is great. This is really, really good. You know, that you can produce your own gas and cook and, you know, survive, you know, you don't have to buy propane or anything anymore. You can survive, you know, and that's the main thing, right? When, th when times get rough and times get hard and, you know, there's not a whole lot of funds available for you to go and buy gas and do all that stuff, this is a great, great option. Biogas systems are absolutely great options. But like I said, everything comes with pros and cons. So you have to weigh everything out, you know. Now, you can build a smaller biogas digester. It's going to be easier to build, cheaper to build, um, or buy. And then also um, cheaper and easier and faster to heat that biogas digester up, right? Because it's a smaller version, you know? So you don't have to go big, but you can go small as well. It really depends on the gas needs. Like, how much gas do you need to maintain all your gas appliances? That's what it's going to come down to. It's kind of like solar, right? Like, if you have X amount of things that are pulling X amount of power... Well, you're going to have to make sure that you have enough solar panels to be able to produce enough energy to supplement that, right? And it's the same thing with the gas. You want to make sure that you have enough gas to supplement your gas needs. And that's going to be based off, you know, how much gas appliances you use and all that kind of stuff. So um, technically, if I was to keep this biogas digester at the optimum temperature day in and day out, um, and I put in anywhere between half of a five-gallon bucket to a five-gallon bucket of food waste. I can produce six hours of cooking gas per day on a double, double burner stove. So two burners burning for six hours. That's, in, that's, that's how much gas storage is available. And that's how much gas that can also be produced in one day. If I keep the biogas digester at a um, maintained temperature and I feed it regularly. Right now, if I don't fill, uh, feed it regularly and I don't keep the temperature up where it needs to be, it'll still produce gas, but it's going to be a lot slower, you know. So pros and cons. But yeah, we cooked our first meal on it last night. Awesome, guys. This is actually not my first time cooking on biogas because I've done biogas before. 
I've built my own biogas digesters before and I would fill up a storage bag and then I would, you know, bring the storage bag in and plug it into the, to a stove and I was able to use it. So I've cooked on biogas many times before. Um, but this is the first time cooking on biogas with the new biogas system that I purchased and I put together and got up and running. And I know a lot of you guys have stuck around with the podcast and stuff, listening to me, you know, having to go and scoop manure to get it all started and, you know, all that stuff, the, the process, right? But see, now that it's started up, I don't have to do anything besides put food waste in it whenever I have food waste. I don't have to continuously put manure in it. In fact, I don't ever have to put manure in it again as long as I just keep maintaining putting equal amounts of food and water. So it's a one-to-one ratio. So if I have, say, a, a one-gallon um, bucket of food waste, well, I'm going to put one gallon of water with it as well. So it's going to be a one-to-one ratio. And as long as you maintain that, you can keep your biogas digester running for a very, very long time. And then worst-case scenario is if for whatever reason it, the biogas digester becomes out of balance, um, it's very easy. You can just put more cow manure or horse manure or whatever you want into it um, until it starts to produce gas again, and then you just switch right back to food waste. So it's a very easy fix, right? It's not like, oh, no, I got to drain the whole thing and then redo everything. No, no, no. You don't have to do any of that. All you do is you just start from the basics again. You just start putting more cow manure back in to get the system rebalanced out. Then once it starts producing methane gas again, then you just switch back over to food. But if, like I said, if you do the one-to-one ratio... And you can at least try to feed it like at least once a day or every other day um, because you're putting new stuff in and some of the old stuff is coming out the other end. Uh, it'll keep it pretty healthy and pretty alive for you, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Tonight I'm excited to cook some more food. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really excited to cook more food on the biogas. And it's funny because <laughs> we're cooking the food. And I keep walking over to the stove and just looking at the flame, looking at the flame. I just keep walking over to it. And everybody's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just checking on it. I'm just checking on it, you know, because <laughs> I'm excited, right? Because I did all this work and I put it in and got it up and running. And, you know, it's nice to be able to see the actual results of something that you've, you know, you've done. So, yeah, pretty awesome. So tonight's going to be interesting for sure. So anyway, guys, just a really quick update on the Biogas Digester. It is up and running. Uh, we're officially cooking on gas and in fact last night was the first night I didn't have to use my propane stove so that's one night already of not having to use propane so I've already saved I don't know a couple cents maybe a dollar maybe two dollars whatever it is maybe three dollars at this point or maybe ten dollars everything's expensive now right Um, but the point is is that I did not have to use a resource that I have to purchase right I can now make my own gas and cook on my own gas And I don't have to rely on the state. I don't have to rely on private companies to supply me any gas. I can make my own. And so that's a really good. um, And here's the thing too. Even if you guys don't want to do it on a big scale, maybe try just do it as a experiment. Because once you realize that you can do this and you see how it works, you can see the value in it. You know, and the other thing is too, it's always good as a backup, the knowledge to know how to do it. The knowledge is 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 a big thing because you may not need gas today, but in the future, you may need gas, right? And so if you need gas and you know how to make it for free, you are ahead of the game, ahead of the game, guys. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys on the next one.